Okay, so we are continuing in the Yerucha program, and we are at the second half of the third week of Gezel, which is the last week of this booklet. So, we are going to begin tonight on page um, 82. We talked about, on Monday night, we talked about the Isser to, we had, the last thing we talked about, the Isser to buy um, things from a Ganav or a Gazlan, and one is not allowed to help him in stealing, and there were certain things that were Becheskas that were stolen because the shepherd is selling wool or milk, we assume it's stolen. If the, if the seller tells you to hide it, you assume also there might be a problem. So we're continuing with a similar idea, and tonight we're going to be covering a few topics. But in page 82, the Mechaber here in Shin Zamachtes, Siv Beis, continues from where we left off last week and says, One is not allowed to benefit from something stolen, even after the owner gave up hope. If you know for sure that this is a stolen object, you are not allowed to get benefit from it. If you know that an animal was stolen, you can't ride on it. Or you can't use it to plow. If a house was stolen or a field, you can't take a shortcut through it, or go in to protect yourself from the sun, or because of the rain. And if you actually end up living there, which you're not supposed to, but if you do, if it was a house that's usually rented out, and now he's losing out because it was stolen from him, and you live there, you got to pay him rent. Gazal dekalim. Let's say someone stole uh, palm trees, boards, vasameham gesher, and they made a bridge out of it. So you're not allowed to get hana from something stolen if you know it's stolen. Miu imasul rabim. The Rama says the bridge in these cases are talking about he made himself a private little bridge. But if he gave it over to the public, So the concept is that Yiyush, just because the owner gives up hope, doesn't make it that anyone could keep it or get benefit from it. If there's Yiyush and Shinei Rishus, meaning the guy who stole it, not only was the owner, did the owner give up, but there was a transfer of possession, so the Goslin gave it over to someone, sold it to someone, so that combination of Yish and Shini Rishus is Kaina, which means to say it no longer belongs to the person who was stolen from, and therefore, of course, he'll have to be paid because it was taken from him, but anyone else is able to get Hana from it. Now, if we continue on the next page, um, in Sif Dalit, in the same Simon, there are certain people who are bechezkas that they are thieves. And we assume that all of their money is stolen money. Why? 
Because that's their, that's their uh, business. Their business is a thievery business. Kigain. Hamuchsin. There were certain tax collectors that they did what they wanted. They didn't, it wasn't just mandated by the government. They would also raise the taxes and take what they want. They didn't have a right to do that. But uh, people were afraid of them. So that's stolen money. Balistim. And if you happen to know, people are thieves. Osir lehanis mehem. So with these people, you assume anything they have is stolen, and therefore you can't get benefit from any of their possessions. Let's say you, the, the tax collector is here in town, and we assume everything, all the money he has is stolen money. And you're passing by, and you need change of a dollar. So you'll say, I'll take change from his box. No, that money is stolen money, and you cannot get Hana from it. So, again, the, the, the same dollar is going to be in the, uh, in the box, but you're getting Hana benefit from those stolen coins. You can't do that. But a tax collector, if he has stuff in his house, or if it's not in that box, then you could, because we assume the stolen stuff is the money in the box. Other things that he has may not be stolen. Now says the Mechaber, even from his money box, let's say you have to pay him a dollar. I'm sorry, you have to pay him 50 cents, but you only have a dollar. The first case, you need a change of a dollar. You weren't paying the tax guy anything. In this case, the guy says, you owe me 50 cents. He says, I only have a dollar. So he'll say, okay, I'll give you change from my box. In your mind, you'll say, one second, that box is stolen money. Am I allowed to get that 50 cents? Right? I'm getting Hana now from the stolen money. Says the Mechaber, you could do that. You don't have to lose. Because he's a gazel and I don't have to lose 50 cents. Right? For me to take change, which is I'm not, I'm not losing anything, I'm getting benefits, so that we say he can't get benefit from. But if I'm giving him a dollar and he owes me back 50 cents for change, I don't have to be mavater on my 50 cents because there's stolen money there. So that is, again, some halachas about, um, about um, not getting hana from stolen things. How chamer it is. So it's not just about purchasing things from Ganovim, because like we said, you're giving them your machzik, we said last time, if they have no one to sell it to, they won't, uh, they won't steal. Here we're saying you're just not allowed to get Hanna, there's Israel to get Hanna. Now we move on to page 84. This is in Shinnon Vav Sif Beis. So let's say someone stole something and sold it. Now, we already learned a few minutes ago, if there was Yush, the combination of the owner giving up and the change of possession allows the person, the recipient, to keep it. But in this case, the Bailam was not Miyayish. So you bought stolen goods. And then we find out what happens. So witnesses come and say, listen, buddy, you bought this piece of, you bought this table? Well, this table was a stolen table. We saw the guy who sold it to you, he stole it in front of us. So now you have to give it back to its owner. But one second, I paid for it. Where's, where's that money coming from? So really, 
the halacha should be that I should have to give it back to the owner, and then I go to go to the Ganev and say, Mr. Ganev, you ripped me off. You stole me stolen goods, give me back my 50 bucks. But Chazal were nervous about that. If that's what's supposed to happen, Chazal said, you got to give back the table. The owner must pay the buyer for taking back his table. And then, and the Bailim are the ones going to have to go back to the Ganav to be repaid. And I skipped three words. Mipnei takonas hashuk. The Mechaber there on the top of page 85 says, Mipnei takonas hashuk. What's the takonas hashuk? So the Sma there on the side says, on page 85, Pirish mipnei shekonei b'farhesya b'shuk. Where'd you buy this table? You bought it out in the marketplace. Vim loyach ziru loydamim. If we, if there's no protection for buyers, if they're every time they're ripped off, they're going to have to go and get the money from the ganav. Nimsa shalayikna adam echaveri davar mechashash emaganavu v'yitzianim yadu b'loydamim. And commerce is not going to be able to exist. People are going to be afraid to buy things because they're going to say every buy, every time I buy, it's a risk. If it's stolen goods, I'm out the money. I got to go find the ganav. So Chazal were very nervous, and that's the next couple of topics we're talking about tonight are takonas that Chazal made. Chazal said, takonas hashuk. So, if I buy stolen goods and I have to give it back to the owner, the owner immediately pays me. So I'm protected, I have my money. Now the owner, he's the victim, now he got back his table, but he's now gets to go back his, get his money from the gun. Continues the Mechaber, Vim Ganav Meforsamu, but let's say you know the guy's a Ganav, right? That was at your own risk. The Mechaber says, they didn't, we didn't give you any security in that case. You know the guy's a Ganav, what are you taking risk? Then maybe this is stolen goods. So when the owner takes it back, he doesn't have to pay at all. But the buyer who got ripped off, he goes to the Ganav and says, you ripped me off. That's the Mechaber. But if you turn the page to page 86, the Yeshaimrim, the Ramah argues and says, no, the Afviganim before him also Takanas Hashok. It's not true. The Takanas Hashok went so wide that even if it's a Ganim Mephorsim, they made that Takana that you pay the buyer for the uh, table you're taking. Unless you knew it was actually stolen. So we have a machlaikas when you purchase something from a Ganav Mephorsam, we have a machlaikas if they said Takana Sashuk in that case. But if you knew it was stolen, that's already not a problem. Buying from a Ganav and knowing that it's stolen, that's not a problem. There's no Takana Sashuk. So this was a Takana the Chazal made that even though Mishuras Hadin, the buyer should go back to the Ganav and get his money. We're afraid it's going to ruin commerce. And Chazal were nervous about that. So they made this Takana that the victim, who was the one stolen from, when he takes back his stolen thing, he pays the Lekeach and goes back and gets his money from the Ganav. A Ganav before him, we're saying, is a Machlaikas. Okay. Now, if we move on to page 87... On page 87, we talk about return, another takana. 
This is Shin Samach Sif Aleph. Anyone who steals anything, you got to give it back. Let's say it got lost. Or something changed about it. Then when you return what you stole, you got to pay its value. Makes no difference if you admit it on your own or there are witnesses. You stole, it's money that you owe, you got to pay it. Now, even if you stole a beam and you used it as the support beam for your mansion, but that beam is still the beam. You can see the beam right there. Nothing changed about it. You didn't chop into pieces. According to the Torah, you got to take down your mansion and give back the beam. That's what the Torah requires. It's a different takon, not takonas hashuk, takonas hashavim, takon of people who want to return to tshuva and return their stolen article. We don't want to discourage people from giving back what they stole. So if they stole a beam and they built it into their mansion and they know if they admit and they say, I stole it, we're going to make him take down the whole mansion, he's not going to admit, and he's not going to do tshuva. So therefore, Chazal came along and said, that you don't have to do it, just pay the value. The Gemara talks about this case. The Gemara talks about, by the house of the Reish Kalusa, a lady came screaming, and she said, that's my beam. And they ignored her. Why? It was Takana Sashuk. I'm a Takanas Hashavim, I'm sorry. It's called Takanas Meirish. Meirish is a beam, right? In the middle of Sukkot, says, hey, that's my beam. Why? Because you need a Sukkah on Sukkot. But after Yontif, when you take down your Sukkah, nothing changed about it. You didn't make it was cemented in. You give it, you give it back. So that's Takana Sashovim. Now the Ramah continues, Gozal Karka, Uvana, Oleo Binyanim Gidailim, Tsarek Lister Hakal, Ulohashiv Karka Libalel. Deloy Osu Takana Sashovim Bekarka. If it comes to land, you stole land, and you built buildings on it, and now the guy wants his land back. There was no Takana Sashavim in that case. Takana Sashavim was when you built something into a building. A movable object you built into a building. So says Takana Sashavim, um, says Takana Sashavim that we don't make you take it apart. But when it comes to stealing karka, even if the person is going to lose a lot of money because those buildings are on the karka, he has to give it back. Now it's interesting because the Berhetev over here writes, he brings from the Sma, that the Sma explains why is there no Takana Sashavim by Karka. Says the Sma, The Sma says a very cryptic thing, which seems to be very out of place. Now remember, there was Takana Sashuk, and that was commerce things. How am I supposed to know I'm buying stolen goods? I want to be protected. We're talking about Takana Sashavim. 
means you stole it. You stole it, and now the question is, are we obligating you to take down your mansion? The Sma says, when it comes to land, you should have known that it's stolen and you shouldn't have bought it. That's the wrong, you're in the wrong simon. The Sma's in the wrong simon. That's the simon of Takana Sashuk. And that's what, that's, so says the Berhetiv, I mean the Pizchei where they have here Liyasar Ion, he says, I in Berhetiv, um, I'm sorry, the Berhetiv himself brings the Sma, and he says, he says, his words are they don't make any sense. He says, unless he made a mistake and he meant to say instead of um, so he, he, this, that's the question that's asked. Um, so the Pischei Tshuva brings the question and he quotes a Levush. And the Levush says a different reason why there's no Takana Sashavim by land. And he says the reason is, what's the point of Takana Sashavim? I'm not going to admit that it was stolen. How's anyone going to know that beam was a stolen beam? I know it was stolen. Right? So if you make me take down my whole mansion, I'll just say forget it. No, one, no one's ever going to know. But Karka, everybody knows. You can't hide Karka. You can't hide it. So if you can't hide it, there's no reason that the person's going to say, well, if I'm going to have to take down all of my uh, mansions that I built on the Karka, I'm not going to return it. We don't need you to know that it's stolen. We know it was stolen. We're going to make you take it down. The whole Takonis Hashav is to encourage someone not to hide. By land, you can't hide anyways. Everybody knows it was stolen, right? You're not going to hide it anywhere. So therefore, there's no reason for us to make the Takonis Hashav. The, the Pesachet brings a whole, a whole Shiloh Let's say it was done without his das. Meaning to say, he has a case over there. Let's say builders were building a house for you on your, on your land and they went over the property line a little bit. And they built the house uh, you know, a few feet onto someone else's property. So now if we're going to make you take down the whole thing, right? So again, there's no real takana sashavim. But at the same time, it wasn't my fault. I didn't go steal from you. It was sort of like, quote unquote, a mistake that I didn't know about it. So he brings a big machlaikas here, achrainim, in such a situation, would we make the person take it down or not? So, you know, uh, I, I don't know, this case maybe could happen nowadays a little bit. Let's say someone makes a fence, you know, on the side of your yard, you make a fence. So where exactly is your property line, right? So, for example, over here, our next door neighbor, you know, uh, Ed, right, he insists that the property line is where our driveway ends. And that's why if you breathe on his grass, the first blade of grass, he calls the police, right? But the truth is it's really an impossibility because everybody has a foot after your driveway if it was done with a permit from the city, which it has to be done. So everyone has a foot to the property line. There's always room after your driveway. It's a Matthias. Now we could get a surveyor here and prove it once and for all. But that's the Matthias, right? So theoretically, and I once had this also, I think, in a different, I, I don't know, I had this somewhere. Um, so if someone makes a fence, right? Let's say the fencing people are off a little bit and they go a little bit into someone else's property. And the guy starts screaming and says, one second, you just built the whole fence on my property, Right? So I'll say, okay, listen, now, the, the only problem in that case is that since this is divided by the city, there's no way someone could sell you a foot of their property. That's the difference, really. can't really sell a foot of your property because now, you know, you're going to sell to, to, you're going to go one day and sell it, and they're going to say, well, this is where the property line is because the city made the property lines. But theoretically, such a case could happen where you could say, listen, okay, let me buy the foot. 
Say, no, I want you to take down your whole fence. What do you mean? That's a big expense. So that Shiloh could, could be um, a, a bit negaya. Um, okay. Now, let us move on a little bit. To, so those were two Takanas. We learned Takanas Hashuk and Takanas Hashavan. Let us now go to page 90. Um, page 90 is, um, is another Takana that Chazal made. And this is Shin Samach Vav. Gazlon Mephorsam, famous Gazlon. Shasaka Vekach Uchuva Seikasha. Means to say, this guy's been in business as a Gazlon for many years. And he might have a lot of money. But the problem is, if he wants to now do tshuva and start returning money to everyone he stole from, either the pshat is, he was not able to afford it, or even if he is, it's such a big asik to start giving back to all the people he's stolen from over the years, so he might want to not, to, he might not want to do tshuva. So says the Mechaber, that means to say the guy walks over to his neighbor, a Gazlam before him, and he says, I'm turning over a new leaf. I've been stealing from the whole neighborhood for years. Here, I know I stole from you $5,000 worth of goods. Here's $5,000. The Allah is ain mekablim imenu. You cannot accept from him. Yeah, now he's all excited. But we don't know that. We don't know that. And he might get, he might say to himself, eventually it's not Kedai, it's too much, it's not Shaykh for me, I'm going to be in the poorhouse or whatever it is, and he won't do tshuva. So therefore, the halach is ain mekablam imenu. Va'imrat salatis yidei shamayim v'achzer ain moichim biyad hanigzol milakabli. Says the mechaber. But if the guy says no, I still, after you told him no, I'm not taking it from you. The Gazan says no because I want to do it. So then, then ain't meichem biyad anigzol milakabloi. If it's you're allowed to accept it, this is almost similar to another concept. You know, the halach is if you loan someone money, shmita is mishamit, right? Shmita knocks it off. So that means to say you're not allowed to, um, you're not allowed to be tevei the loan. So if he comes and he says, "I want to pay you," you have an obligation to tell him that shmita knocked it off. If he says, "Afal pikein," I want to pay you, you're allowed to accept it. So it's a similar thing here. A mekavimenu, but if the guy insists, then you are allowed to 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 accept it. And Vikhain says the Ramah, this is only talking about the guy voluntarily wants to do chuva. So we're encouraging chuva. But let's say he doesn't want to do chuva. And Bezdin's forcing him to do chuva to give everything back. Then, of course, the guy's got to pay back. It makes no difference how many people he stole from. He's got to give it back. It's only if a guy voluntarily wants to turn over a new leaf, we would like to encourage that. So that's another takana that um, Chazal, Chazal made. Um, now, let, let us turn to page 94. Page 94... This is just a similar Indian. Um, on page 94, it talks about other people who want to do tshuva. Harayim v'hagaboyim v'hamuchsim tshuvasam kosher. Shepherds, people who collect money, tax collectors. It's hard to do, for them to do tshuva. They stole from the public and they don't know exactly who to pay back. 
So Chazal want to encourage tshuva, and since he doesn't know who he stole from over the years, so therefore they said like this: You should invest in something for the public. Make a well, make make something. And, and the Sma explains because we assume that the Nigzal will probably benefit from it. And therefore that is on some level you're repaying him for what he stole. Now again, you don't know who you stole from and how much. You don't know. You were stealing from the rabbi. Nickels and dimes all the times you were stealing. There's no way for you to know. But you want to do tshuva. So we encourage you to do tzarche rabbim. And we tell you that's a, 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 a way of doing tshuva. And another, on, on page 95, the Aruch HaShulchan says, um, for example, fixing roads, merchatzois. Um, and he says, if you look in like the, the, the sixth line of the Aruch HaShulchan, it says, Uchashiyas et tzorchei rabim yisavev Hashem shekolechon me'agazlonim or me'yersheim yenek ifi erech gizulosoy. This is part of Ashkochas Hashem. If you want to do tshuva, Hashem is going to help you do tshuva. How's Hashem going to help you do tshuva? You're going to make a public thing, and Hashem is going to arrange that every one of the people who were stolen from, or even peop- if they're not alive anymore, their descendants will benefit the amount that was stolen f- from them. Hashem will make that happen. We don't know that cheshbon, but again, if you remember from the first shiurim, we said. All of Hilchas Chayisha Mishpat boils down at the end that we believe there's Hashem running this world. So no matter what Bezdin could or can't do, Hashem will take care of the rest from there on. And here also, if you really want to do tshuva, Hashem will help you out. This is, um, yeah, so fine. And If a person wants to do it, Hashem will give him siyata dishmai. Now, in, he continues in Siv Dalid, It's true, if Bezdin is able to force a Gazlan to return what he actually stole, of course we force him to. When it comes to someone who stole from the public, so you'll say, well, his tshuva is to make a public thing. Let's force him to make a public thing. No, we don't force him. Lemaise, it's not really a proper Veheshev Esakzela. Again, Hashem will bring Hashkocha that it will, it, it, the guy will get back the money to everyone who needs it. But in the world of B'nai Adam, right, we have no control over that. And this person who wants to do tshuva really cannot do tshuva because he can't return th- to everyone he stole from. So we give him an Eitzah, which is a B'dieven. That's what the Aruch HaShogun is saying. It's a B'dieven, we have no choice. And that's what he says. He has no other way of fixing it, so this is the best. But Bezdin only forces things that are an actual Chiv. If this guy is able to do tshuva because he has $100 that he stole from Ruvain, we can force him to pay back Ruvain. That is a definitive chiyuv and tshuva that he could do. That Bezdin could force. But this B'dieved says the, um, says the Aruch HaShulchan, since it's only a B'dieved, it's not a hashova ma'alya, a proper returning, therefore Bezdin will not, will not, force, him, um, will not force him to do this. 
Um, so that is the different takonis that we have here tonight. So we started off with the share talking about not being nana, continuing from Monday, not being nana from stolen things. Monday we talked about not supporting Ganavim. We started off talking about not being nana. If something's stolen, you can't get any hana from it. And then we moved on tonight to numerous takonas. The first one was takonas hashuk, in order that there should be commerce, chazal, geyser, that if the person who um, it was stolen from finds the buyer, gets back his stolen object, he must pay the, the buyer for, um, for, for the object, and then he goes and, and uh, gets his money from the Ganav. If it was a Ganav Meforsum, so then we say, one second, maybe you shouldn't have got involved in buying from him, that was a Machloikis. If it was Vadai that it was a stolen thing, then it's not our problem, you go handle with the Ganav. That was Takonas Hashuk. Then we talked about Takonas Hashavim. Takonas Hashavim was, we wanted people to do tshuva, and if we're going to make them have such a loss taking down their whole house, they're not going to do it. So therefore, we allow them to keep the house, or keep the sukkah during sukkahs, and just pay the value. The Ramah said that when it comes to, um, when it comes to land, we do not say that, and uh, we explained according to the Vush, the reason is because there's nothing really to hide, and we have said a case where it was not done by the builders. It, is that case um, the same? Do we say atakana or not? And the last thing we talked about here um, was people who want to do tshuva. So a gazlam, a foursome, who has a very hard time doing tshuva, if he comes and wants to do tshuva, we don't even accept it from him because we want to encourage him to do the tshuva. If he says, no, I want to pay it back, we allow a person to accept it. And Gazlanim, um, who have chuvasim kasha, that they don't even know who to pay back, it's almost impossible. Again, the first guy, he knows, but if he's going to start paying everybody back, it's going to be a tremendous amount of bother, a tremendous amount of money. He's going to get discouraged. These people, they don't even know who to pay back. They've been stealing nickels and dimes for years. So therefore, there was a, a takana to do tzorche rabim. And the Archa says, Hashem ba'ashkocha pratis will make it that the people who were stolen from will be nana and they'll be meichalem avalatar messiah But it's still only a bimkaim. It's a bidiyaved. And that's why the Archa says, we can't force him to make, make do tzorche rabim. We can encourage him to do it. We can't force him because it's not hashava ma'alya. And that concludes the topic of gazel. And Bez Hashem, next week we will start a new topic, a very geshmaka topic. Topic for next week is going to be the halachas of tois akum, when there's a mistake, and mata akum, tricking a guy. Halachas of, of, of mistakes amongst goyim, very geshmaka sugya, and Bez Hashem, we will continue next week.